Scheduling change that I was not privy to? Uh, what does that mean? Well, uh, we have a video component to our program. Perhaps so- at some point a video pro- component for everyone to watch. Maybe. But I see the smiling face of the bespectacled Derek Blakesley. Well, he always gets here early. Yeah, he's he's fashionably but, early. But I, I I I read the rundown religiously, not always uh, expeditiously, but religiously. And I see here that we've got this segment of the program brought to you by Coors Light, and then we've got the Badgers outsider at ten fifteen. He's usually at ten thirty. Yeah, we moved him up a little bit today. Yeah. And then we're doing Badgers t- Trivia Tuesday after he departs. Trying something different today. Okay. Just making sure. Are you rattled? Are you going to be okay? No, like, I'm exci- I was actually considering was since Derek was already there, including him in this part of the program, but I wasn't sure if you guys had concocted some sort of plan for him that I was unaware of because... I have something for him after my time with Ben Brust yesterday on Scalzo and Brust. Because Ben said some very interesting things about basketball. If you were anticipating Ben Brust to give Greg Gard after the loss to Rutgers the same treatment he gave to Paul Christ, didn't happen. He, in fact, did a very good educational segment while I was listening before I came on about what the Badgers basketball team is dealing with in terms of its growing pains and a defense of Greg Gard. So I was eager to get to that with Derek. But we'll just wait a few more minutes. Tausch, is there anything that we missed on our list of improvements for the Packers that should have been mentioned because we're getting responses. I assume Jesse posted this on Facebook. We're getting inundated with responses. None of them, by the way, Bill Barnwell's figure out the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, I think you could, when you go 8-9, and there's plenty of stuff that you could get better at. And I think Matt LaFleur needs a bounce-back season. I don't think we got into that. Uh, I thought the coaching staff as a whole, uh, it wasn't very good. We have throwing the flowers at Matt LaFleur for the first three years. I don't know what the opposite of throwing flowers is, burning flowers, but whatever it is, that's where we're at. And I think Packer fans, would, just like Benny B didn't attack Greg Gard, I'm not going to say Matt LaFleur should be fired, anything like that, but he needs to have a bounce back here. Uh, and especially, 
I don't know what would be more challenging for him if he has Aaron Rodgers back or if he has Jordan Love. I think fans would be more forgiving if Jordan Love was the quarterback. I think everybody's kind of excited what this would look like if it's unfettered LaFleur, where he gets to run exactly what he wants to do and not have Aaron Rodgers kind of put his stamp on it. But coaching needs to be better all the way through. Uh, we we have looked at the players, t- tight end position overhaul, safety position overhaul, more pass rush. All of that can be true, but they also have to get this thing cohesive. And Matt LaFleur didn't do a good job of that last year. So that would be one that I think we didn't mention, Barnwell didn't mention, or the three of us, that I'm guessing Packer fans, if they hadn't thought of, should. Most of them are just saying get rid of Rodgers. Again. February 20th today, right? 21st. February 21st. I'll be real curious if on October 21st, when Aaron Rodgers has got the Vegas Raiders 6-1, and there'll be a lot of people saying, hmm, and the Green Bay Packers are 3-5. and People still going to be saying that? Doubtful. Raiders with an earlier buy than the Packers, evidently. All right, so here's why I ask this. Because when you talk about Matt LaFleur and I talk about Derek Blakesley, one of Derek Blakesley's tweets recently was, give us back our franchise and take the crystals with you or whatever it was. Is there any part, because I had an interesting conversation with someone whose opinion I value last night. Do you think there's any part of Mount LaFleur who has, while the similarities are striking in terms of their appearance, the same thought that Derek Blakesley has, which is, give me back my offense and take the crystals with you? Because here's the thing. He was unequivocal in the past about wanting Rodgers back and... He was pretty strong right after the season ended, right? He said absolutely he wants him back, etc. He's able to say that even if Goody's not really saying that. Do you think there's any part of him that's kind of like, I'm okay with either way. Whatever no. happens, I'm good I, with. I don't think LaFleur is there. I don't think so either. I think LaFleur is very, very concerned if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. I think Goody feels a lot better about it. LaFleur will say all the right things if it goes this way, but there's a reason that he has been so steadfast in his uh, thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and understanding that his best buddies, or at least one of his best buddies, and a guy that if I was him I wouldn't, wouldn't talk be best to, buddies with anymore. Yeah. came at him because they know, hey, the systems are great. You know, the system's great until – your quarterback has to make plays in crunch time against really good teams. That system helps younger quarterbacks. It helps everybody. And Aaron Rodgers can go above and beyond. Now, again, 8-9, and nine, didn't do it this year. But if Kyle Shannon get his hands on Aaron Rodgers, you don't think he's going to take him? Sean McVay, obviously they're paying Stafford, but they moved the mountains to try and get him. They did. All of that... I think Matt LaFleur understands it, and I think while he still believes and trusts that his system could win 
with Jordan Love, he knows what it can look like with Aaron Rodgers. And I think coaches want certainty. Coaches, I always say, when a, a younger player will say, well, what do I have to do to make the football team? Be trustworthy and allow your coaches to sleep at night. I know old boy might not be the most talented, but he's going to be in the right spot, uh-huh. and he's going to do his job to the best. He might get beat physically. He ain't going to get beat mentally. And when you can have that and you know what you're getting, coaches value that. Matt LaFleur doesn't have that with Jordan Love, and that's why I would say I would think he is he is probably on the more pro Rogers side than anybody else, especially up in that organization. But less so than the past couple of years, you think? I think, as always, when you have great success, especially regular season, you're going to be that much more loyal than when you go 8-9 and and you miss the playoffs. I still think, I think LaFleur knows how bad Rodgers' thumb was. I think he is probably better understanding of why the team did what they did, but also... Mm -hmm. He's feeling heat for the first time in four years. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like his family having to deal with that. He knows he needs to win, and he knows that Aaron Rodgers still gives him the best chance. Now, again, that'll all be wiped away if they decide to trade him. You'll see the spin doctors coming out, and you'll see Matt LaFleur thankful for the Aaron Rodgers time, but excited that they get to work with this young first-round pick that has a ton of talent that can make this system look really good. That's going to be his hope. We'll talk to Derek Blakesley, and we will hear that clip that you I think LaFleur is afraid to move forward without Rodgers? I think moving forward without Rodgers starts the clock on both him and Goody. They signed their extensions a year ago clandestinely, and as soon as they go to love, and especially if Rodgers goes elsewhere and has success, and especially with the team president nearing the end of his term, that I'm not saying that if Jordan Love's not very good in 2023, that suddenly both of them get fired after the season. I'm not saying anything like that. But I think if things don't go well in 2024 either, the seats get really warm. I think if Jordan Love stinks and is not very good, I think Goody's job will be on the line. Yeah. That means there'll be less time spent in the garage drinking Coors Light with him and more time looking for a scouting gig. I was hoping you guys would say thank you for your service when I was down at the WM and drinking a lot of Coors Light. I didn't get that, but I'll give myself an attaboy because I needed to chill with our partners, and man, did I ever. Coors Light brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lager, cold filtered, and it is cold packaged, so it is made to chill. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing. It is crisp, and it's only 102 calories. That's why it's Coors Light in my hand. When I need a moment to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Our good friend Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider, has been patiently waiting in the bullpen, waiting for us to go to the left-hander. He's our Jesse Orozco, and he's next. He's Wilde and Tausch. The Badgers outsider on Wilde and Tausch is brought to you by PDS, providing IT solutions and transforming IT for area companies for over 30 years. Find what solutions they can offer you at PDSIT.net.
cartwheeling across Ab Nicholas Court. And presented by PDS, the Badgers Outsider. PDS has been providing technology solutions and transforming IT for area companies for over 30 years. PDS is giving today's work the true ability to work from anywhere as they balance work and life. PDS wants to be your trusted partner in driving success with enterprise solutions, digital workplace platforms, and managed services that fit your needs. PDS, Paragon Development Systems. Derek. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Excited to be here. Share this time with my my good friends. And I was informed via text message after uh, last week's performance that Jason Wilde, the 27-year veteran, felt the need to balance the content I provided at the 1030 hour with my commentary about Aaron Rodgers with some a vignette of support and care about the feelings of Aaron Rodgers. And I just wanted to say, if that's the kind of show that we're on, that I also hope the best for Aaron Rodgers and his feelings as we move forward. I don't remember. Fill me in. Maybe I missed that. I was told that Jason, while respecting my my hot takes, my commentary, was 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 a bit taken aback by the intensity you're spe- uh, uh, hey, you speak for the fans. Jason doesn't understand I, fandom. I don't think he does. You have the passion. I I, he yes. is in such deep denial you that I, let I, it I, rip. I text me. I like, Wildy's, Wildy's not disagreeing, but he's he's asking you to almost take in the, take in the gloves off, put the kid gloves on and be gentle with 12 while he's at his darkness retreat. And I thought to myself, you know what? Everybody's right. I should calm down because... I shouldn't have a real opinion, and I should pity a man who makes $60 million a year and, and dates movie stars. And so, Jason, I'm just glad that you stepped in as a good friend to number 12 and, and softened and the blow. You. And while he doesn't show up at, uh, at OTAs, he doesn't, I don't want him showing up for practices. I don't want anything that hurts his feelings or makes him work hard. I just want him to want to be a Super Bowl champion really, really bad when September comes along. So I guess if you're on that train then that's fine. I will soften soften my commentary. But you don't believe it. No. no I why don't. would you soften anything? You are here for the outlandish, but what you feel. I, the vo- I think no one is asking you to soften I feel what like you Derek say. Felt like you coming over, I feel like Derek felt like you came over the top of him and tried no, no, to no. get him. You're trying to censor him No, is what I'm reading. I think no. it felt like dirty dancing. Where I had attacked, that's how Wildy felt it. I did, and he said, "You don't, you don't push baby in a corner. You no, don't do that to twelve. You let me, let me balance him is, out a little." Is the words were Swayze, or is he? Who I is think he? I'm Swayze in this scenario. Well, you're I think, Swayze. I think, I think Aaron is baby, and I think that Aaron is Jerry, Jennifer Gray. Is and baby, is Jennifer Gray. Jerry, he's oh, Jerry, Jerry Orbach. You're Jerry Orbach. You love Jerry in this, Orbach. In this R. picture, we've painted. We got Jerry Orbach over there. Just ask. He just wants to ask Aaron. Hey. Are you in trouble? Just let just let just let Jason Wilde take care of it. Did Orbach then? Did he also was he the DA in uh, Dirty Dancing? Did he prosecute all dancers? <laughs> what wasn't he a detective? I, 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 Orbach was in Law and Order. Yeah, he was. Yeah, a he, detective. was he was. Right. But I didn't. I didn't know that was amongst his. I'm more of a I Perry Mason. He, yeah, I, I typecast him. I think he was a detective in uh, so Dirty I, Dancing. I, I respect that. That sometimes the content I provide needs to be, as Jason put it, balanced out. So we don't hurt people's balanced family. out is very different than censoring. Okay, oh, I, I didn't feel censored. I just uh, the next time I was thrown about there. The next time, Jason, you have an opinion about, then you can let me know while I'm here, and we can we can talk about. It. That's why it's a program, you know. 
Um, I, I would I would just say this. I would have been happy to interject my opinion while you were still here last week. Well, but I couldn't really what? get a word in edgewise. <laughs> what's, what's the topic at hand there? I, I feel like I've taken over the show. It's about the 15th week in a row I've done that. Let's give the keys. You know, I want the Green Bay Packers to have their franchise back. I want, I want Willie and Tosh to have their radio show back. <laughs> uh, we want you to be part of our radio show. We love that you're part of our radio show. We love your sometimes caricature-esque responses to topics, but you're a very smart guy with really good takes. And I enjoyed your segment yes last week. I did not if you were if if people were listening after you left, I was praising how good you were. In addition to balancing out uh slight rantification. Now speaking of rants. Yes sir. Uh Ben Brust was so good yesterday that in real time, as we were getting ready to play that clip for you and our audience, Oatsy, we call him Goatsy around here because he's the goat of columnists, retired State Journal columnist Tom Oates, retweeting Scalzo and Brust, which I can't imagine that's happened very rare. You tell him, Ben Brust. Oatsy writes, how the hell, he's kind of writing it in his Derek Blakesley voice, I think, how the hell did we get to the point where every single game is viewed as a referendum on a coach's job status? Fickle. Ficklization. He's right. You're right. Let's play what Oatsy wholeheartedly supports from Ben Brust, and I heard live Yesterday on my drive to Milwaukee before I joined their program, here is Ben Brust on Greg Gard. It's really, it's getting to the point where it's almost annoying watching a fan base for the Badger basketball team really not grasp like and understand where the program is at. It, it, it's the worst thing that happened to college basketball as well. It's expanding this Big Ten into 20 games because now there's even more opportunities when you lose. Just go berserk as a fan base. So let me let me just say this. Everyone by now knows that Greg Gard has won two of the last three Big Ten titles because that's the reason why everyone thinks that he's going to have a job. And that's the reason why he, like, without that, he shouldn't have a job. Well, guess what? He's done it. He did it. And, when, you know, of those two of the last three Big Ten titles, one of them, in the same year, all of you peeping in your at the top of your tower like Bert and Ernie won it and fired when in November they lost to New Mexico State and Richmond. Guess what? That same year they won eight straight games and won a Big Ten title. When Gard has faced adversity, he's come out of the other side. Is this team good this year? No, they're not good. I think we all are aware of that. But they literally lost a, a lottery pick. And a fifth-year senior. And the way this team is being treated is as if they should have been back-to-back Big Ten champions. Like, there is a maturation process. Your best player, I'll say it, their best player is a freshman. A freshman, which is good. Because that's something what a fan base should say, ooh, I'm excited to see that, how that progresses. That's how it usually is. And I know we live in a world of, world of like, transfer portal, grad transfer, this, that. I guarantee Coach Guard and their staff are going to be looking at that because they're aware of what they have as a team. They're aware of their record. You have to trust that somebody's won 
two of the last three Big Ten titles is going to know what they need to be successful in the Big Ten. They're not blind. Uh, With the one small exception in which he confuses Stadler and Waldorf of the Muppet Show, the two old guys. Was Bert and Ernie, were they on towers? Bert and Ernie. I thought that was pretty darn Where did good. Bert and Ernie, like, Bert and Ernie just were always just sitting around their like apartment. In their, in their apartment, their yeah. room, yeah. Uh, Stadler and Waldorf is who he was going for. Those are the two old curmudgeons. I don't think very many people know who Stadler and Waldorf are. They're the are. two, I'm, I'm going to explain for those who don't know who they are. Yeah, I'm one of them. They're the two old guys on The Muppet Show who crit- critique and oh, criticize the chef. repeatedly. No, 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 the chef. No, no, no. Bork, bork, bork. No, that's the Swedish <laughs> chef. These are the two guys. Two where... old guys that are grouchy and they're saying how much the show sucks. I don't think Aaron Rodgers should play. I don't think so either. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good uh, imitation there, Jesse. Nice work. Thank you. Uh, as our resident Stadler or Waldorf or whatever it is you would be in this equation, Bert, Ernie, etc. Derek, what did you think of Ben Bruss' take? And do you share a similar view? Because we did talk about Gardo last week before we got into the Aaron Rodgers conversation. Yeah, and they, they went out and lost another game, I think, after Ben said that. There's, there's, I feel both ways about this. The, let's talk about facts. The facts that are widely reported are we, that are, it just is. We, we won two of the last three years, the, the Big Ten. That's why I think Greg bought himself some time, right? But there's other things we need to consider here. I saw a TV graphic that was tweeted by a, a follower this week, and I retweeted it out, that it, the, the title of the graphic was, you know, Blue Bloods That Are In Trouble. And guess who was included you on that graphic? That Wisconsin's a blue blood. I, I think it's worth discussion. If, if in fact... On national TV, as we're analyzing the field coming into March, Wisconsin can, is considered a blue blood program in some circles. That does that change our expectations? Does that change what we what we should be? Luke Fickle comes into school and says, "Hey, look, the change is inevitable. The growth is optional." And so I look at our our roster this year. We got Hepburn coming in, and we've got we were going to run the offense through Tyler Wall. I look at the last. 120 minutes of basketball. Chucky Hepburn has three total assists. Wall's putting up six points a game. And, yeah, we're leaning on an 18-year-old kid to carry this offense who has an opportunity to be a transformational player for us if we make the tournament because he can hit open shots like nobody's business. Under pressure and under duress and forcing the issue, he's not quite there yet. That's why he was over 10 in the last game. Greg has earned, like I said last week, we should, I agree with some parts of this. We shouldn't be jumping on him after every game. We shouldn't be jumping on the team after every game. We shouldn't expect every year to be great. But what I'm seeing right now is we've got lack of depth on the bench. No one's going to argue with that. I see regression from our top players, especially when it's go time in the season. And a recruiting class. I mean, I'm on the Gus bus. I get it. I just don't know if a 6'9 guy coming in that's got a lot to prove is going to be the one to turn this around. So, in other words, what does next year look like? I'm not optimistic. I've talked about feelings. I don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about where where we're at. But I think if you talk to fans and you read what I see on Twitter and my fellow brethren, we don't have a good option to come in and that would be a, a strategic replacement that instantly makes this team and this program better. 
You look at what Bo Ryan did, and is it a fair comp to say, we expect, we are a blue blood basketball program since, really since what? the Are, are we? Jason, yes. are we? Jason and Jesse, are we a blue blood? We are. No. I don't think so either. Look at when you look at wins and where you're at. We are better than the blue bloods for the most part. You start looking at from two thousand. Uh, granted, cherry picking here a little bit. Uh, what? Don't you have to have a national championship more recently than 1941 to be considered a blue blood? Why did CBS put it up on the screen? I don't know. I'm not a CBS, CBS pays a lot more money staffer. than I do, and that you do. CBS knows a little bit more. All right. Even if you don't want to say they're a blue blood, they are they the creme de la creme yes, of the Big Ten upper basketball echelon program. The fact Agreed. that we are now—I guess I'm just wondering why are we, why are we kind of we were—and this is where I I pushed back on Benny. I sent him a text last night because I thought it was interesting, but he was saying the same thing about football. Paul Christ has had his team in the mix to win a West championship, which is a championship. You could laugh and say, "Oh, the West sucks." Fine, but we Paul Christ was in that position, and he scorched earthed him, got him fired. Correct. Uh, and now, well, he was. L- listen, if you don't think he's he, part of it, he yeah. spoke for the fans, which mm-hmm. is great. I love the fact that he's unfiltered. But this season has been bad, and Paul Christ, when he lost to Illinois, bad. We don't lose at home. The Cole Center's. That, you don't lose there. Our point guard has three assists. And total look at in three all games. the stats, all of the metrics. We're like in the two hop top two. We're like two hundred eightieth or three hundredth in almost everything. That's bad. So I love Greg Gard. I think his family is awesome. I think he has done a great job at the University of Wisconsin. This year ain't been it. And for us to say, I don't want him fired. I don't think he should even be talked about being fired. But this has not been a good year. I look back at Atlantis when they were down at the Bahamas, and it's like, but man, this is a squad. They're taking had Kansas beat, but with a a, ball, a foot out of bounds that they didn't call, which I don't know how that happened. But we're not going to sit here and accept not making tournaments. Down years can be down. They can't be atrocious. I don't know if there's anything on the back end for us to get excited about either. That's the challenge, right? Here we are. Considered by some to be a blue blood program, the question to ask all of you is: Sounds all right, like nobody thinks it's a blue blood program. Well, CBS, which we'll go with. <laughs> but we're, let's say we're on the precipice. Well, we're, we're, we're on the door. We're, let's say we're on the doorstep. Is our recruiting and the talent we're bringing in? Get me to pe- schools would be desperate to be on that graphic. Let's let's agree on that. They'd be desperate mm-hmm. to be there. They would use it as a springboard to grow, to grow success, to grow revenues, and to grow talent. Is our recruiting commiserate with our brand? Commensurate. 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 Heard it Com- both ways. So here's the deal, and I think why. You do that to me again, there's going to be consequences. I think Oatsy and everybody else, from a critical standpoint, I don't think anybody has a problem saying, man, tough loss at Rutgers. You don't want to lose to Rutgers, but road games in the Big Ten, we know. The fact that we have been beaten at home as much as we have, that's what sends, sh- whoa, Yeah. that's not us. I, I am. I am. And a, I Greg Gard would tell you the same thing. I am a Chucky Hepburn stan, like you are for Goody. I think Chucky Hepburn last year, as a true freshman, 
coming in and playing with such poise and calm demeanor and always being the most level-headed guy on the floor was great for that team. But guess what? He had Brad Davison on the court with him, and he had a lottery pick on the court with him. And this year he doesn't, and I think he's dealing with some significant growing pains, and I am seeing him, instead of distributing the basketball, because I made the exact point Derek did about the low number of assists from your point guard, which I don't think is ideal, he's, he's hey, give the ball to Chucky, and hopefully he can put the ball in the basket late in the game. That's what they've come to. I am eager to see what Chucky Hepburn looks like as a junior and a senior, if he develops the way I anticipate he will. But this has been a tough year for him. But I'm not going to crush him for it. He is still a true sophomore. It's not necessarily even a direct criticism of Chucky's game. It's it's a criticism it's of where our, they're... Uh, yeah, if you, watch, if you watch the offense, it's a very stationary. It's a non-productive. It's in a, basically been inefficient this year, if you look at compared to where we've been. You get nothing out of Crawl. You, you get nothing out of a lot of guys out there. And the bench, we finally got a bench game, and that's kind of bad luck where you get a, a nice performance off the bench, and then uh, Connor has a game where he doesn't make a lot of baskets. So we can't go seven, eight minutes without scoring and all these other these droughts. I, I, the reason I say that publicly is I think we're in a different era of communications. A coaching staff, a program, a university, you're looking to acquire talent. You're looking to get eyeballs. You're looking to keep your job. You got to explain a little bit of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to get accomplished, so that people can say, "Oh yeah, there's the vision. I can get behind that." If Greg says he needed, he did a little bit in his own way the other day. He knows he's got to get in the portal. They got to beef some things up. But at the end of the day, we got to look like a disciplined, well-run machine. We have to make a certain percentage of free throws. We have to defend really well. I mean, we all remember back in the day, Kelly Kowski, that team. They couldn't score either, but they were strong, veteran, and just tenacious defensively. So any team we've got that have had success, especially in the tournament, has to find a way to do that. And this team has not found a way. Wisconsin always, especially at home, finds a way. And that is a little bit of accountability in the coaching area. He's, he's got time. He's earned it. He has earned time. I agree with Ben. But it, it doesn't feel good. I don't have any answers for what's going to be different next year. I don't. If anybody could volunteer that, then maybe I can get on board. Until then... I think the seat's got to get warmed up. We've got to start thinking about a, what a different direction might look like. We'll get to some other topics. I'm sure Derek has some thoughts on the Packers quarterback, plus we'll play some trivia. That's all still ahead. It's Wilde and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. saying that Wisconsin's not a basketball blue blood? I was surprised to see the graphic. What channel was it on? I want to make sure we're right on this. Maybe it's Fox? I didn't watch the game, so I can't... Uh, 
I believe they were on FS1 recently, and it might have been that game. It was uh, not Big Ten Network. I can confirm that. Because so, I saw this graphic, too. When I that say, it was that we are blue bloods. I want to be a blue blood. I know you do. The graphic said we were blue bloods. It was not on the Big Ten Network, which is where I it, thought it would have come C- from. C- CBS. CBS, we're on there with Wisconsin, Villanova, Syracuse, Louisville. Ryan Matson sent the treat, sent the tweet, give him his credit. And so Ryan's got the in Blue Bloods in Trouble. That that is the title of what I'm looking at here. Pull Blue it. Bloods in Trouble this season. Wisconsin, Villanova, Syracuse, <laughs> Louisville. I mean How is North Carolina? What, North Carolina no, is a definite blue blood. North Carolina, Duke, Kansas. Kentucky. Yeah, those would be the Blue Bloods I'd pick. Yeah, Syracuse is the same as Wisconsin. Now. Nah, Syracuse is more of a blue blood, basketball-wise. Not yeah. anymore. Well, well, no, they are. I mean, did things change for us when we made the run, the Final Four and then the championship well, game If we had year? won, maybe, but I think Jason kind of smacked me in the face with the, oh, you didn't even win a championship. He's right. <laughs> uh, speaking of being smacked to the face, Homer, Ugh. tweet again. Wisconsin not a blue blood. Great run with a shock for National Player of the Year from recruiting level and Hall of Fame coach. Got to back-to-back Final Fours. One Final Four in 60 years other than that. CBS should fire the person <laughs> who posted the graphic. What, is, what does Homer know about basketball? Doesn't he need to watch Marquette? Does that even count? No, Marquette's pretty good this I'm year. just kidding. Yeah, I feel I, – I like Marquette. I'm just – I, I think Wisconsin is an upper echelon basketball program. You can't go to the tournament as much as they have. It wasn't that long ago that they went to back-to-back Final Fours. But when you say blue blood, I think there is a very clear type of program – and it has national championships in the last two decades that you will think yeah, of. Our, That's our, all. Because the, the, the question, question my, my dad asked me. One. My dad asked me, like, I said, well, are we a national threat on an annual basis? And it's like, no, I don't think we're a threat to win a national championship year to year. And I think also a blue blood, by definition, can backfill a really good player that leaves, a, a Johnny Davis. And I don't think we're in that position either. But my question to you guys is this. Let's say it doesn't go real well next year. Now, have have we gone past the point of no return then when we're talking about a total rebuild where we don't have any certainty that we're going to be an upper echelon Big Ten team anymore and that Greg's out of answers? That's what scares the heck yeah. out of me. Because right well, now, I, I feel like we're still on – we've got some, some good players, but we don't have any depth. And that's what scares me is, is this going to be a Steve Yoder, Stu Jackson, where we have a good – we have, we have a, a – a, a, Danny Jones, we have a Trent Jack. I mean, Tim, Timmy Locum nailing threes, but like could never put a team together. That scares me. Uh, Derek, were you earlier in today's program just because we wanted more Derek Blakesley? Because you wanted to balance out my balancing you out of last week's appearance? I think he's nervous because this is his last appearance for a while. He wanted to make sure he got on air. Make the most of it? Yeah, well, either way. I was informed by the producer of the show. I think uh, you. I, I think I take it as a compliment. Normally, when someone else is going to join, and there's a like a celebrity guest, I just straight up get bumped. So when I when yeah. I get the option, to just get moved. And you understand that, that. that? Yeah, I feel like I've. Uh, I feel like change is inevitable with the growth. Okay. The growth. <laughs> there you I'm go. Really growing. Right? So so my question, if I can just get back to my point, you don't have to leave right this second. 
No, I don't. Let's let right. Derek ask the trivia questions. So that's as like a swan song correct. for DP that's, today. This is why I'm asking. I don't want you to be late heading out to Algoma Public Schools. So Derek Blakesley, as our guest trivia asker for Badgers Trivia Tuesday, I'm sure Jesse will get you the questions forthwith. Yeah, I'll need the questions. <laughs> that, 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 that will be. I will get you a contestant by asking for caller seven. Caller seven eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Was Georgia a blue blood before they won two national championships? In football? Yeah. They weren't. No. Clemson wasn't a blue blood. You can you establish blue blood them? I don't think do we even use the term blue blood for football teams? Uh, no, I actually thought we no, only Bama, used it Notre in, Dame. Yeah, I, thought, I don't think USC, we use that. Though. I thought I feel, we only like used powerhouse. We should consult a phlebotomist about this. I thought we my only brother, used blue blood I can in college talk to basketball. My brother, phlebotomist, tough word to spell. Because all the teams that are traditionally great national powers are blue: North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, uh, Villanova, yeah, UCLA. Where blue Caller yes, seven yes. right now eight four four seven seven zero thirty. Do you acquire blue dumb blue blood dumb, or is it just something natural? I don't know. Uh, hi, we have a guest coming up a little bit later in the program. Let's get I'd to like it. To play trivia, please. Thanks. Caller seven right now eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We'll play next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. When at night you want to leave, I can guarantee you won't find nobody else like me. Derek Blakesley, are you ready for trivia? I don't know how to report this. I don't think he is. But I'll tell you this. I've been I've been doing this for four years. There is nobody in the business better at filling time than I am right now. They can they can build up. You definitely fill time. There's no you eat up innings. I, There's no doubt about Bob it. Bob Wickman of Wildey and Town. Or Jim Caldwell. Or Mike Caldwell. I think the best thing to do. Oh, I just. I am now in receipt. This people that sit out there, you don't understand the speed at which things happen when you're producing a big time show. And there's nobody better in the business than Jesse. So I've got the questions. Oh I'm ready. We 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 can get the caller ready, and we're gonna finish my my uh, annual run here with a bang. With what caller seven is it? Sure. Yeah, we already have him. We're ready for him. If we're ready, if you are. Oh, I, Jason, I've been ready the whole time. I, don't, I thought there was maybe maybe there was a hold, and maybe the, one of the cats got loose in the basement and had an axe. I don't know. I'm the, I, I, I just oh, try to balance a guy out once, yeah, and yeah, this is yeah. what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time now for Derek Blakesley trivia. Oh, snap. Wildy and Tausch contestants are competing to win crispy, fresh, delicious snacks from Oh, Snap Pickling Company. When not just any snack will do, experience Oh, Snap Pickled Veggies. Oh, snap. Let's welcome in our contestants. 
who will be asked not one, not two, but three questions by Derek Blakesley. It is Justin in Cudahy. Justin, good morning, buddy. How are you today? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. All right, Justin. Uh, are you re- are you sure you're ready, or did you want to say more complimentary things about Jesse first? Uh, oh, I thought you were talking to Justin. I I, did, I didn't mean for trivia to be all about me. No, I I think you do a great <laughs> job too, Jason. You and Aaron Rodgers are both Thanks nice people, and I hope yeah. you have nice lives. Thanks. I just I'm pretty sure I just don't want one of you playing for the Green Bay Packers anymore. Here we go, Justin. Are you ready for this or what? I don't. You don't want either. Yeah, I'm ready to go, man. Green, all right, dude. Let's you, see. You what don't we want got. either of those guys playing for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which of these former Badgers quarterbacks started the first game for the XFL San Antonio Brahmas over the weekend? Is it A, Alex Hornibrook, B, Jack Cohn, or C, the venerable Daryl Bevel? That would be Jack Cohn. One for one. Well done, Justin. Perfect week. Ah. All right. Aww. Not, not, uh, boy, I wish he, I, I wish he hadn't said that. Question number two. You just, just power through it, Justin. Don't, don't, the jinx isn't real. The most, All right. the most recent win for a Wisconsin men's basketball team in the NCAA tournament came against which of these opponents? Was it A, Liberty, B, Iowa State, or C, Colgate? Ooh. I want to say Colgate, but I'm not sure. Believe in yourself, Justin. You gotta believe in yourself. All right. The knowledge, <laughs> the knowledge is there. You gotta breathe and let all that what wisdom just boil to the surface. Question Perf- number three. Perfect week. All right. For the perfect week to continue, <laughs> as we are in two. I'm <laughs> the play-in round of the NCAA tournament, known as the first four is traditionally played in which of these cities? Is it A, Indianapolis, Indiana, B, Dayton, Ohio, or C, Kansas City, Missouri? Dayton, Ohio. Wow. Just a perfect week. I don't want to get emotional about what Justin just did for me delivering. Sending you out a winner? (sighs) Oh. You're the Michael Strahan of Wilde Tausch trivia. I, I feel like I'm so happy and full of joy, not just for me, but for Justin. I, I just hope mainly that, for Justin because you're very right. I, I just I just hope that the next hour that Jason's able to balance it all out, so we don't we don't we don't lose the emotional equilibrium of the program as we as we move forward. Uh, Justin, great job sending Derek out a winner, but more importantly, beating back the attempted jinxing. From Jesse Nelson. <laughs> Bravo to you, sir. Thanks for playing your four entries. You. We appreciate you, buddy. That's it for trivia, and that's it for Derek Blake's. <laughs> Good season. I feel like you had your best season. You have taken that third. You know, you always look at the first year jump to second. Derek took the third year jump to four year, and it, it, he really thrived. Best season you've had. And now he's a free agent, and we'll see if yeah, we have the cap the space to part. re-sign him. We can tag him. Well, we got to think about inflation as a real thing. I mean, there's a lot Would of pressure Would you give Derek Blakesley the fifth-year option? <laughs> we'll have to wait. That's a cliffhanger. Bye, Derek. Thanks, guys. Uh, if I would have known that the season would be built for such great content because of the losing we would do, 
I would take in that bet. It's been a good time. It's been a good time. I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of great subject matter. The 11 o'clock hour begins with former Badger and former NFL safety Chris Marigo scheduled to appear. Next, it's Wilde and Tausch.